Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is Saturday Magazine with Macca and Nevena. Our next guest is uh, Josh Burns, the member for McNamara, who, uh, what have you been doing this morning? I've been on the roof. <laughs> You've been the on the roof? I've been on the roof. What, some loose tiles? or <laughs> No, the roof of the Pride Centre. Oh, right. There was a Pride ride yeah. on the roof. <laughs> what? Where, what, yeah. what were you riding? What were riding around on the roof? <laughs> so there was spin bikes and we all were riding on the roof of the Pride Centre with this instructor called Grant who has way too much energy for a Saturday morning. Mm. And, and no, it was fabulous. And, and it was all about, it was a part of the Midsummer Festival. And so you would get on the roof of the Pride Centre with this magnificent St Kilda view, yeah. the breeze hitting us. But, but really the truth is, Macca, that there are two real definitions of the word pride. The first one is the pride that you have to be on the roof of the Pride Centre free and part of a community and part of what they call a tribe up there. This is Grant's word. That's pride. That's one pride. Okay. Then there's the pride of you being a member of parliament on a bike on the roof <laughs> of St Kilda. Yeah. And and you, you, even though all parts of your body want you to just stop and maybe have a sit down somewhere on a nice comfy couch, your pride... <laughs> What were you wearing, Josh? Was that a filter? Yeah, what were you wearing? <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think. He's not going to tell us. I think the, the, the phrase sun's out, guns out yeah. is, the, is the right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. So which one were you, the sun or the gun? I was, I was no, no, I, I, I. I just, I just wore my, my, my sport gear. Sport Although gear. I, was, I was under strict instructions from my office, do not, under any circumstance, be a mammal, which is a middle-aged man in lycra. Yeah. Yeah. Do not do that. Do not arrive and wear the, the lycra thing. So I, I at least was a bit more. Now, can you explain to me, mm. I saw a picture. Goodness. The Rainbow Road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. And... Um, there's a picture of you mm. looking a little bit proud, tied up in knots. Now, I would have thought this is something that was more appropriate for the Greens. <laughs> for those of you who, looking very contorted and uh, putting, putting that aside, <laughs> for those of you who have no idea what Mac is talking about, my office suggested it would be a good idea for me to spell the word pride mm. on the Rainbow Road, and I'm not particularly flexible, and the D wasn't very impressive, Macca. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Points for trying, though. Where might people be able to see this image, Josh, if they want to see you contorted <laughs> yeah, and not I know. quite making the yeah. D? Yeah, it's sort of like a, 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 a take on Abbey Road. Yeah, a terrible take. Uh, a terrible, awful, a, a awful terrible take. take. But then, of course, you know, not just the Greens. It, you know, it could be 
you know, the coalition. It could be members of your government, you know, that really tie themselves yeah, in knots. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a work in progress. We'll circle back to that next year. Thanks, it is. Thank now, you. where have you – you've been somewhere – you've been in Papua New Guinea, haven't you? I did. You? I How did. long – is that your second or were you there for a long time? No, I was there I, – I, that's my – it's a, it's overall in, in my in my life I've been there three times. Okay. It was my second trip and it was a slightly different trip um, this time where we went with – multilateral organizations so organizations that different countries support and this one was the global fund which is the big international health organization yeah. that's focused on tackling malaria tuberculosis and hiv so give us a bit of a, a bit of a snapshot of what this work is about mm. and you know how you were received in in papua new guinea i know you there's there's much better pictures of you up in you know mountains and mm. you know villages uh, you know with local people yeah um give us a bit of a snapshot png papua new guinea is a, a place like no other i've been to and the first thing to say is that the people are so warm and so kind and i have never experienced the sort of welcome and warmth that the people of Papua New Guinea have Even here? Us. Definitely not here. No, no, no. But especially, especially, um, especially people who, uh, who are foreign to come and there is a real respect and a real kindness that I, I really, you know, we all appreciate it. But the reason why we went is because, as you know, Macca, Australia has done a really amazing job thanks to leaders mm. in in the lgbtiq community predominantly and in the health sector of tackling hiv mm. and of reducing transmission and obviously we have a, a national goal of of ending transmission of hiv yeah and and australia did play quite a prominent role directly in papua new guinea and that ended in 2016 where we essentially stopped funding hiv programs and what that meant is that the tap was turned off overnight and Papua New Guinea, while they do have some health programs that are government run, a lot of, uh, a lot of international organisations like the Global Fund then had to step in. And, and so part of what the trip was was looking at the impact of that, mm -hmm. but also talking with people on the ground in Papua New Guinea about how they're managing escalating issues with yeah. HIV. Now, if yeah. someone acquires HIV in Papua New Guinea, you think about the challenges that they have to overcome, oh. the remoteness of many communities, the access to healthcare, the access to medicines. Uh, it's, it's really challenging for a citizen of Papua New Guinea to have to deal with uh, all of the um, requirements that comes with acquiring HIV. So Australia can play a leadership role and we've seen from the LGBTIQ community what happens when that is community-led. Yeah. And when I was in, you know, I remember we were in Garoka, which is in the highlands of Papua New Guinea, and we met with community workers. Very famous place. It is a famous place. And, and these community workers were volunteers in the most part. Their time was very barely... Um, uh, paid for just covering costs and their job was to go into communities talk about hiv talk about how they can access health services and to reduce stigma because as you know that you know as we had oh. in australia it was the one of the biggest hurdles to overcome and so to see local people 
doing such an amazing job, an inspiring job, despite all of the hurdles, mm. uh, really was energizing and inspiring and shows the sort of positive uh, partnership that Australia can have with people in Papua New Guinea. Josh, you mentioned in Australia we have a specific goal around HIV and that's ending all transmissions. What are the goals in Papua New Guinea in, with regards to HIV and AIDS? Nev, it's a great question. Unfortunately, they're not quite as ambitious as our, our goal. The truth is, and the people that we spoke to, the sorts of things that they were really trying to encourage people to do was go and see a health professional. And that might mean taking a significant journey, often yeah. by foot yeah. uh, or, or, or by car, um, to have to go and pay for a sort of, there's communal buses where people can get um, often on a bus. And so the community workers would go to the key populations especially. So um, that, that includes sex workers, it included uh, men who have sex with men. It included a range of key populations. Uh, and it, it really was about trying to encourage people to say that this is this is normal, this is okay, and that really there is help available and you can go and access that help. And yeah, to speak to some of those community workers about what they were trying to achieve for their community, their inspiration and their ambition never really was about about trying to help their community members. Mm. And that's I think something that has been shared in Australia as well, that that's really what Absolutely. advocates were, were trying to do, just trying to help their community members. I want to briefly, Josh, we've got a, a couple of minutes left, uh, The Voice, and there's a lot of, look, there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of chatter, there's a lot of static. Yeah. But one issue that seems to be coming up a lot from one side of, of the discussion, the debate, which is what does The Voice, what does the voice mean? And there's a website, which is voice.niaa.gov.au, which answers a number of questions that people have, and I encourage people to go to that. That's voice at ni, sorry, voice.niaa.gov.au. Mm. What's your feeling, Josh, we're going to have a referendum later in the year, third quarter, fourth quarter? Mm. What's your gut feel tell you from what people are, are speaking to you about? I'd say a couple of things, Macca. I've had some, a lot of conversations with people in our local community and to be honest, the overwhelming response that I've had is that people are looking to support this, mm. that people want to support this, that in their hearts they know that that's the right thing and that there is probably a bit more of a journey to secure that for some people. But most people are really open to the idea of supporting the voice, which I think as a starting point is really important in winning any referendum. Mm. Because I think Australians know that First Nations people deserve our support and that we have this really unique opportunity where our country is focused on reform for First Nations people. It's something that's overdue and it's this rare opportunity that we can all take part in together. Yeah. The other thing I would say is that there's always a lot of noise about politics and elections and referendum. I remember leading into the state election, it was if you were only reading some media outlets, you'd be confused to say that this was going to be a landslide victory for Matthew Guy and the coalition. And I think 
I think that sometimes the media like to, and they will try and sell this as a conflict, as politics, as all of the sort of business of usual of, of the, the fray between Labor and Liberal and the Greens. But it's not. It's not about us as political organisations. This is, this is a request from a gathering of First Nations people from right across the country that in 2017 they outlined a pathway to achieve a voice, treaty and truth. And that was outlined in a statement called the Uluru Statement from yeah, the Heart. Yeah. That's what this is. That's the origins that's of this. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's not about what Peter Dutton's saying. It's not about what I'm saying. It's about what did First Nations people ask for? And they asked for unity and to walk side by side with Australians. So I think that there has been a lot of noise. But if people actually just take a deep breath and and maybe don't listen to Peter Dutton as much on this issue. Or Lydia Thorpe. Well, I, I'm, 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 I, you know, all I would say is, you know, I really hope that the Greens do fully embrace this, and you know, and we will be stronger in the campaign if they do. Um, and and the option and the op- and the invitation to walk together on this it is not relevant to any one political party. Mm. But listen to what First Nations people in the so, Uluru yeah. statement have said. Walk yeah. with us. It's a kind and soft and simple request that we want a voice, we want it enshrined in the constitution so that governments of the day can't take it away, so it's lasting, it's a lasting institution, and then from there we can then progress treaty and truth-telling as a way of healing our nation. I think Linda Burney said it best, as she often does, the voice will be an advisory body to government and parliament on matters affecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. The voice will make a practical difference on the ground. By listening to communities, we can make better policies to help close the gap. How simple is that? Yeah. And, you know, there is people need, one, to think about the issue, to understand the issue and to think about the questions they've got. And voice.niaa.gov.au, have a look. Uh, And if not, you know, speak to people, speak to your local member um, and work out what the question is and ask the question, and then when you have the answer, that will inform your vote. Absolutely. But, you know, think about if you were a First Nations person, what would you want? Mm. Not, you know, we want to walk together. Well, we can't do it separately. The other thing to say, Macca, is that if we if, if we vote no as a country, this will push back reform by a generation that this is this is a big risk that the prime minister took in order to put this on the agenda and ask the Australian people to walk with us on this journey. Mm. But if we say yes, you know, if we say yes, imagine what that next morning feels like. Yes, that the that that we reaffirm Australia as a big-hearted, kind, and forward-thinking nation, and that's something I think we can all strive yeah. for. Josh, just quickly, 317 has asked, should Kanye be allowed into Australia? Thanks, 317. Um, I I don't know the status of Kanye or Mr. Yee or whatever he's calling himself at the moment. 
Uh, and and I don't know that he's if he's asked to come into the country. He has, yeah, he with has. his new Melbourneian wife. Right, right. Um, I think that uh, some of the comments that he has made has been completely unacceptable. That he has been a lightning rod for anti-Semitism in the United States, and any request to come into Australia, all of his comments need to be factored into that. Uh, I don't want to prejudice any decision that may or may not have to be made. Um, so all I would say is my personal view is that his comments were absolutely unacceptable. They are not comments that I think reflect Australia and nor comments that we would want to import into Australia. Um, but uh, I also I also am um, I'm also conscious that there are processes and they need to be tight yeah. as well yeah. very fair response cool. thank you josh um thanks Tina. always always great to speak with you josh as a number of our uh, elected representatives are regular guests and i thank you for coming in have a nice day and uh and on your bike and on your bike <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Josh. You, you are on uh, Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9 with Macca and Nevena. Stay with us because there's more. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.